Good morning. We are now up to uh, Parakhas, chapter 8 of Erevin, which we are doing L'ilu Nishmas um, Saru Bas Esther Bas Fischl Zev Wolf, I'm sorry. Um, and the Mishnah and Parakhas of Erevin continues with the topic of a Ruvei Tchumim and a Ruvei Chatseros. Sorry, not a Ruvei Tchumim. Yeah, with a Ruvei Tchumim and a Ruvei Chatseros. Parak Mishnah Aleph. Ketzad Mishtat Fibatchumim, how do you uh, combine or you know you know collect and and and, and participate in a tchum. you take a barrel of food or wine, biomer, and you say This is for all the members of my city. And this is for anyone also who may desire to go to a house of mourning or a house of feasting. And anybody who accepted upon themselves to be part of the community from while it's still Friday before Shabbat, before Shabbos, Shabbat, before Shabbos is uh, permissible. Meaning they, they are they are included. If it's after Shabbos started, because you cannot make an Erev after dusk. Mishnah Beis, what's the minimal measure? Mizon food for two meals for each person. Food for the weekdays and not for Shabbos. Rabbi Meir, that's what Rabbi Meir says, meaning a lesser and, uh, amount of food. Rabbi Yehuda, that you just need for Shabbos and not for weekdays. And each one of them intended to, to give a leniency. So um, the the Bartanur explains that, that what it means that, that Rabbi Meir wanted to say that for Shabbos you eat more and um, because you kind of are relaxed and you want to eat more food and as we know this is a fact um, as our waistlines can testify. So uh, therefore Rabbi Meir is saying that you can only that that you, that you don't need to have the amount for Shabbos food. Rabbi Yehuda says the opposite that since on Shabbos a person needs three meals by each meal he eats less. And therefore it's less but the point is is that you know they're they're both trying to be lenient and say you need a lesser amount of food whichever the case may be um so the mishnah continues rabbi yochanan ben broka omar rabbi yochanan ben broka says may kikar pudyon may arbus in basava says not less than a loaf that you can buy for a pudyon when the price of flour is forced seller for a seller so a very specific amount rabbi shimon explains Two-thirds of a loaf, right? Two-thirds of a loaf when three loaves are made from a cow of wheat, right? Half of this loaf is the size prescribed for a leprous house. And half of this half is the size that disqualifies somebody from eating truma. And these are laws that pertain to laws of impurity. If you have people who live in a courtyard people who live on a porch shesh so the way case was they have a house right and if you think about the old hotel kind of these kind of seedy hotels in a courtyard right so there are people who live on the first floor people who live on the second floor and the people on the second floor have their own independent outdoor staircases to get there so normally these are considered to be two separate domains so in order for them to be able to kind of combine and be able to carry in the whole yard together they need to make one Erev. But if they didn't do that and they made separate Erevin, everything that is 10 Tvachim high, Lamir Pesas is considered to be of primary use to the people who live on the second story. 
Pachos Mikan, less than that, Lechatzer is, as the Kahati explains, is even permissible for the people in the lower story to use. Chulias Habar Vahasala. So Chulias Habar is that when they used to dig a pit, right, or or a or a rock, so the, they, didn't, they don't dig a rock. When they used to dig a pit, there used to be a rim where the dirt was from the pit. They would make a rim or a fence around the pit. Gavola Asar Tvacham, that's 10 Tvacham. Hailamar Pasas is considered to be a primary usage to the people on the second story, and therefore it kind of is uh, used by them on Shabbos as, as part of their Eruv. Pachas Mikan, if it's lower than that, even the people of the courtyard use it and is considered to be part of both Eruvit. Bamedvar, Mamur, and Bismucha, this is only true when this structure, whether it's the wall or whether it's the uh, pit, is very close to the, to the actual building. In order, because this is the way people on the second story could use it. Avol be muflages, but if it's far from the building, even if it's high, everything belongs to the people on the first story because they're the ones who walk around the chatzar more and therefore it's considered to be in their domain. Vezehi smucha was considered to be close. Koshena rechoka arba tvachem, whatever is not um, uh, four tvachem away. Um, Hanosin Mishnadagar, Hanosin is a ruvo base hashar. You put your Erev in the uh, house that was used to kind of guard the gate, right? So in the kind of guard booth. Achsandra, uh, Umer Pasas, a portico or a gallery. Enoi Erev, these are not Erevs because this is generally speaking not considered to be a normal place to live. The Hadar Shaman, if you have somebody who happens to be living there, since it's not a normal place to live, he does not prohibit others from carrying if he does not participate in Arab because he's not considered to be somebody who lives in 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 the in the courtyard. Um So if you have if you put an Arab into a straw shed, a cattle shed, or a base uh, eight or into a wood shed. So those structures in those times, generally speaking, people would tend to live there, right? And therefore, whoever is living there is considered to be part of the Chatzar and would have to be included in the Erev. If in any of these structures, even if they're being used by somebody else, if one of the members of the Chatzar, the household, the house owner, is 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 allowed to kind of go in and out and have some kind of rights there so then it is considered to be in his domain and uh the person residing in there is considered to be secondary and therefore he is not considered to be the guy living there is not part of the Erev. mishnah hey somebody who leaves his house and goes to spend shabbos in another town whether he's Jewish or non-Jewish, is concerned that maybe he will return and therefore he needs to be included in the Erev. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, that no, he does not prohibit and he does not need to be included in the Erev. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Nachri Oser, a non-Jew prohibits Yisrael, any Oser, a Jew does not prohibit. Why? Shane Derech Yisrael, Lavo B'Shabbos. So a non-Jew, there's a concern that even if he thinks he's leaving for Shabbos, something could come up and he can come back. And since and once he comes back, he's considered to be again part of the Chatzar and therefore would need to be included in the Erev. However, the Jew, it's not normal for him to come back on Shabbos. Jews tend not to travel on Shabbos and therefore, right, we are not concerned that he will come back and cause problems. 
Rabbi Shimon Omer, even if he is, leaves his house and goes to spend time by his daughter in that city, meaning there's, there is a greater chance that he will return because daughters can only tolerate their fathers so much. He still doesn't prohibit it because he already turned his intention away and no longer plans on spending time there. Parak Vav, I'm sorry. Barsha Bain So if you have two courtyards and they have a pit with water in the middle, right, of of um, of them, but it's but neither courtyard made an Arab to include the bar. you cannot draw from it on Shabbos because it's considered to be a separate domain. only if you made a fence that's ten tvachim high. Whether above or whether below its rim, meaning the inside the bar, right? To include it in one or both of the air of it. says it has to be below the level of the of the pit, meaning to in, in order for it to be considered a fence of the pit. says even above is fine. That the partition should not be greater or more effective than the wall between the 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 two the the two courtyards that separates them, right? Even though even though even though it doesn't go in. Okay. Mishnah Zayin Amas Hamayim. If you have a stream, Shehioveres Bechatzer that passes through your yard, Ein Memalin Heimenu B'Shabes. You cannot draw water from it on Shabbos because the stream, since it's coming from a Carmelis. Is coming from a non-chatzer domain is considered to be part of that domain and therefore you can't touch it on Shabbos. You have to make a special fence for the stream where it enters the domain and when it leaves the domain. That a that that the wall above it may be regarded as a partition. It doesn't actually have to enter the water. Um, there was a water channel, a stream of Avel, that using the authority of the elders, they drew from it on Shabbos. They said to him, it was not of the prescribed size. So the water stream needs to be a certain depth and certain width, it has to be four amo, four tvachim by ten tvachim in order for it to be a problem, and that stream was smaller. Mishnah Ches Gizustra Shehilamalam and Amaim. If you have a balcony that's above a stream of water, Ein Mimalan Him and Abishabas, you cannot fill up water from the bring water up to the balcony on Shabbos. Elim Kain Aslam Machitza Gavalasar Tvachim, you make a fence that's ten Tvachim high. Bemilamala, Bemilamata, whether above into, you know, or below the water. Meaning inside the water, it's still go, you need to have this type of partition. So if you have two balconies, one on top of the other, if you made one for the upper porch but not for the lower porch, they are both prohibited until until they make a um, until they make an eruv for both. Right? Okay. If you have a courtyard which is less than four cubits. By four cubits, you cannot pour water, you know, out into it on Shabbos. Um, so Ella, so Ella, 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 
unless they made a trough holding two sa'ah, min hanekeb ulamata from the drainage point and downwards. Whether inside or outside the trough, or sorry, whether the trough was inside or outside, if the trough was outside, it's necessary to cover it. And if it is inside, um, he does not have to do it. Um, so this, the idea over here is that we're concerned that when you pour water into this courtyard or into this pit, if it's if it's four almost wide, it will get absorbed in the ground. If it's not four by four, we're worried that the overflow will spill out into a public domain, and you will end up having moved water from a private domain to a public domain. So you need if it's a if 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 if, if, if this trough is outside, you can pour. We need to say it's inside a public domain. You can pour in, but it needs to be covered in order to kind of make it its own domain, as opposed to if it's inside a private. I'm sorry, if it's inside a private domain. Then, then there's no reason. There's no reason to cover. Rabbi Eliezer ben Yaakov Omer Biv a sewage drain that's covered over four cubits of rishas arabim. It's like a pipe or a sewer, right? You can pour water inside of it on Shabbos. So you can drain your sewage on Shabbos. Even if you have a roof or a courtyard, a hundred amo lo yishpoch. Al you cannot pour inside the mouth of the of the drain of a shofik migaglagag, but you may pour upon the roof and the water will flow on the drain. And the and the water will flow on the drain because he's not doing it directly. And the courtyard and the portico combined can make up the four cubits of coverage. And so too in the case of two-story buildings, one opposite the one opposite the other, and some of the some of the of, of the tenants made a trough, and others did not. Those that made the trough are permitted to use it. But those that did not, asurim, as because it's considered to be a domain that does not belong to them, and therefore, unless they agreed and made an erev. They cannot use it. This is the end of Parak Ches.